You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to All Things Fine and Gentry. You all, this is a new year, and um, I appreciate you all for having your patience with me as we took a a slight sabbatical, a break. You have to rest uh, between the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So I appreciate that. And obviously a lot has happened uh, in the month of January, but uh, we don't get into that too much on All Things Fine and Gentry. But we want to start off the new year. really talking about planning, about vision, about, uh, you know, fixing yourself. I had originally wanted to uh, have a conversation or, or label it new year, uh, same you, new habits and something cheeky along those lines. But, um, you know, we're just going to kind of dive into it. And I apologize. This is the connoisseur of French Thompson. Thank you for tuning in. This is your first time. We thank you uh, for being a part of the All Things Fine and Gentry uh, family. If you're a returning listener, we thank you as well. Share with your friends, like, subscribe, do all those things that podcast people and YouTubers tell you to do. Uh, but we're just going to dive right into it. So today we're talking about putting your plan to paper. And um, as I thought about planning, um, and, and planning in an abstract sense and, and really actually putting it down on, on paper or digital or however you use it, uh, one person came to mind. And uh, this is because this young lady uh, is a super planner and, uh, and not in a crazy uh, realm or anything like that, but like legit you know, I thought I was good at, you know, putting together some plans. Uh, I thought my wife was good at putting together some plans and note taking and all these things. But then I met Tia Cole and um, I met Tia uh, at Freedom Church and um, at our church when we actually uh, used to still be face to face. Tia would sit in the row behind my wife and I. And um, I, uh, I used to carry around a a paper Bible and a, a journal. And I would, you know, feverishly write my notes and everything like that. So as I'm writing my notes, if I miss something, I just leave behind and I say, Tia, what was that? And then she'll have it. And we'll bounce back and forth. There's some times I'll catch some stuff and she'll tap me on the shoulder and ask me questions and we go back and forth from there. But then I thought I upgraded myself and I got an iPad Pro with the pen. And, uh, you know, I thought I was slick there, but I still found myself leaning back saying, Tia, what did he say? And so um, she'll probably, uh, she's smiling right now, but she'll probably laugh because she has a lot of planners. And I say, you know, Tia, you can just get one iPad and do all together. But she was like, nope, I got a plan for everything. So all that as an introduction, Tia, welcome to All Things Fine and Gentry. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So as we do on the podcast, uh, we like for folks to kind of just give a, a, a uh, introduction of who they are, kind of so people can get a, a character profile to kind of go along with it, and then we'll dive right into it. And this is actually going to be a two-parter. Um, later in the year, we're going to, um, uh, I'll, I'll 
drop it to you all here, a little Easter egg. We're going to have a series called Superwomen. And a part of that, we're going to highlight several women that are just killing it in the game. And so Tia is going to be one of those. We're not going to dive all the way into Tia's story, uh, but please be in tune around May for uh, for the, the second half of it. But Tia, kind of tell us where you're from, um, how you made your way to Texas, and um, how'd you get into, you know, this this habit of being a, a, a good planner? Sure. So uh, I'm from Nebraska. Uh, I grew up in Nebraska, born and raised, and um, made my way to Texas. That was a Jesus thing. <laughs> I said, Lord, I am suffocating here. I'm the first in my family to get a college degree, mm. the first one to have a career. And so my family leans on me quite a bit, and it was just suffocated. I couldn't sort of live my best life. So I had to travel states away. Mm. Uh, so I applied across the South and I said, God, we doing this. So figure it out. And he did. And uh, I was offered a full-time position. <laughs> and so um, I moved to Texas and this time in 2013 to North Texas. Uh, and here I teach and I have a business and I have a nonprofit and um, I just do what I do. All right. As so, far as planning. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Nebraska is a big state and I've traveled across Nebraska. Is. Like um, I've been in places like uh, Pleasantdale, Milford, Seward, Tamora. Uh, been Nobody goes Sand to those Hills, places. Broken Bow. Okay. Well, you say you're from Nebraska. So I just want to make let people yes. know what part of Nebraska are you from? I am from Omaha, Nebraska. So there are only really like three major cities, maybe four that we recognize. <laughs> Grand Prairie, or not Grand Prairie, but Grand Island, uh, Omaha, Lincoln, and one other one that I can't Scott's think of. Bluff, so it probably maybe? doesn't count. Nope, that ain't it. <laughs> uh, but I am from, I'm from Omaha, which right. some people are familiar with from that movie. What's that movie? Is it a Belly? Might be. Yeah, Belly. I've never it seen was it, belly. but people yes. always ask me about it. Yes, yeah. Belly. They they was moving weight in, in Omaha. Look at you. Never seen it. <laughs> Tia used to push that weight, y'all. Just letting you know, <laughs> we are not don't mess with the people there. from Omaha. All right, all right, all right. So, um, so how'd you get into planning? Like, how did you, like you said, you're, you're the first to, to you know, uh, go to college, complete college out of your family. Like, so, so how did you get into this? this planning world, this realm? To be honest, I never remember not planning and writing. I have always just processed through writing. I also have a tendency for my brain to go a thousand miles an hour. And so in order to focus on the one thing and to process what's either being said or shown, then I have to write it down. Mm. That forces me to not only think about it and focus on it, but to process through what's happening in front of me. So I've always been a note taker, always been a planner, always preferred to write things down as opposed to trying to keep them in my brain. Because as I said, there's already too many things up there. And so if I can write it down, then I feel like it creates a record that I can come back to and I don't have to rely on my memory. But so many people rely on their memory, right? Um, What's your... How do you motivate those uh, to say that, hey, you do got to write it down uh, one way or the other? Um, what's your what's your thing to remind yourself to write it down? I guess is probably the better piece. Yeah. So for me, writing it down is just 
what I do. Um, and so I'm always looking for sticky notes and pieces of paper. But if I were talking to somebody else, I would say, you know, trying to keep all that stuff in your brain is kind of like if you're trying to make breakfast and juggle at the same time. Mm. If you're juggling, then your hands are occupied. You then cannot grab a pot and grab the eggs and make breakfast. So you have to free up your hands in order to be able to do the task in front of you. That's good. That's good. Oh, that's a, that's a nugget there, y'all. You can't juggle. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, so you talked about this and I, I kind of want to progress through your, 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 your world here. Um, because it's, it's two things, right? It's one thing to take a note, right? Get them, mm-hmm. get the thoughts out of your head and get them down into paper. And then it's the, the next step to actually do something with that. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep on the first part. Um, you, I mean, you're methodical at it, right? I've seen your notes, even when I did photography at the church, uh, if we wanted to have a picture of somebody taking notes during the sermon, I would creep over and take a picture behind you because it would be clear, right? People actually know what's going on. If you looked at my notes, I could interpret them, but it might look like hieroglyphics. <laughs> so you're methodical at this, right? Um, how have you improved your craft, honed your craft over the years of actually taking notes, putting it in a way that you can decipher, discern, and then reference back to them? Yeah. So that's the key, what you said there, referencing back to them. So I always think about what I'm going to need them for later. And if you think about it, if you're trying to write, scribble everything, or if you're just scribbling thoughts here and there that are sporadic, if you come back to it in two weeks, whether you're a student, an employee, a boss, you come back to these notes in two weeks, you're like, what did I say? Mm. What was this? I don't know what it was. Right. So I think about if I pick this up in two weeks or two months, I need to have a clear narrative in my mind of what was happening based on the notes that I've provided myself because they're a tool. And if they're not a useful tool, then it was a waste of time. <laughs> Tia dropping nuggets today. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, so in, in your note taking process, do you have one main notebook, multiple notebooks for different subjects? So I'll share with myself. And this is the reason me personally that I got an iPad is because I had a journal for home, like just my regular thoughts. I had a journal for church I had a journal for church business. Um, if my wife and I went to marriage uh, conferences or anything like that, I had a journal for that. Um, I had a journal for uh, for work. I think I might have said that, but I had like five or six. And the struggle that I had uh, was, you know, oftentimes, you know, especially in a remote environment, I may, I may need access to five journals and things like that. So um, one, how do you you know, captured? Is it all in one with multiple tabs or do you have multiple? And, you know, how do you juggle that for those that are are learning and or trying to improve their their brain dump note taking and go from there? Yeah, so really it's both and. So your system should change according to your circumstance. Mm. Your system is not going to be the same from month to month. It might even be different from week to week, depending on what your life looks like. So for me, working from home predominantly now, I have the luxury of being able to compartmentalize things because my brain is compartmentalized. So I have 10 planners <laughs> for different things. I, I, she, 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 tried to, she tried to gloss over that, y'all. She has 10 <laughs> planners. And we're going to get into planning versus note-taking after this. But all right, we'll let that sit there. 10 of them. Go ahead. 
they, they all serve a different purpose. And then I have notebooks. Some of the planners, the systems that I use are disbound, so I can include note sections mm. in them. So I have my notes and my plans in the same place. In other ways, like my face notebook, it's just a notebook where I do like my scripture writing and so forth. And then that's separate. So I have different notebooks and different planners. Now, when I am at work, like going to work, going to the office or going to meetings with people when we are post-COVID, uh, then I will have an on-the-go system that will have sections for my predominantly used um, materials, then I can come back. And again, I use predominantly a disc bound system. So then I can pull the pages out and put them in their corresponding location, their home, but I need to be able to move. I also have a more consolidated system when I'm working away from the office for that same reason, because I don't want to be at a meeting and realize the notebook for this particular meeting is still at home. That would bother me because I have spent a lot of days rewriting notes into the correct notebook. (laughs) So I try to be as concise as possible, but working from home has definitely given me the luxury of like spreading everything out. All right. So you, you've dropped a lot of, um, terms and and uh call it insider uh, uh terminology etc so so we we've, we've talked about kind of the uh, compartment compartmentalization or uh, uh essentially filing of notes right your 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 mind dump whatever is there um but you started talking about your different types of planners and so could you kind of educate us on if a person is standing at Staples, I guess several people don't do that anymore. If a person is on Amazon um, and they're, they type in planner and they're looking, what, what do they see? And kind of, I mean, it's, we're not going to do an exhaustive, but what are some of the main types of planners and what are and, and or journals? And what are the pros and cons of some of those? And, and what have you kind of settled on for your own practice? Sure. So uh, what you will predominantly see, and I'm going to try not to say too many brands because none of them are paying me. uh, Or me. There it is. Or you. (laughs) Right. But but I will. I am willing to be sponsored if anyone is listening. So what I have found um, is predominantly used in this vast world. First of all, the planning world is so vast and crazy. Like I am just immersed in it. But if you Google it, you will see. Spiral bound, which is like the typical thing that you see, like a spiral bound notebook, you have spiral bound planners. You see them at Target, you see them at Staples, you see them on Amazon, you see them at Walmart. Um, Those, it's just whatever pages are in there are the pages that are in there. Then you might see um, three ring or six ring uh, binded Mm -hmm. planners, right? Where you can open up the rings and add in pages. They come in different sizes, but essentially it's rings and it works like a small binder. Then you will see what's called disc bound, where it's basically a circular disc that the pages slide on and off of. And like a binder system, you can take pages in and out, but you don't have to open and close. Mm. And what I've landed on is the disc bound system because I have the flexibility of moving things in and out and I can flip it back with the binding um, that is the rings that you open like a binder. You can't sort of flip it back to write on it. Uh, and I like me, to meaning like make it, make it flat so you can actually turn it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. And so I flip it all the way back and so that I can write on it um, easily. But then I also have the flexibility of being able to pull pages in and out, add extra notes pages or move things around. Got it. So do you... Um when you're looking for a planner, what are some of the, I guess, characteristics beyond the physical piece, right? Size and binding type. 
Um, what are some of the characteristics or um, uh, benefits of them that you look for that kind of have you say, I like this one or I don't like the other one? The first thing that you should be looking at is function. So again, this is meant to be a tool. So it's not something that you want to pick up that you like, but that you're not going to use. Mm. So how are you going to use the planner? If you are a person who plans your day by hours or appointments, you want to find something that's hourly. If you plan your day by to-dos and events, you might not need something that's hourly. You might need something that has boxes that are either vertical or horizontal. If you are someone who plans just completely by a to-do list, you might just leave a page that has checkboxes all down the page and the date on it. Um, and so you want to first think about how am I going to use the hmm. planner? And then that's the first look. Then you want to think about aesthetics because if you buy something you don't want to look at, you <laughs> won't look at it. So <laughs> you want to think about like this, the aesthetic. How does it look? Does it make me want to open it and look at the pages and write on it? Um, or if it's digital, does it make me want to right. open it and look at it and type into it? Right. Because digital is also an option. And then you want to think about portability. If you're on the go, is it something you can pick up and take with you? Is it something you want to be able to pick up and take with you? Or will it sit at home on the desk or on the counter? Because if it's going to sit at home, maybe it, it can be bigger versus if you're going to take it with you, you want a smaller one, right? So I would say the three things would be function, aesthetic, and then portability. All right. So <clears throat> I found myself a binder um, or a planner uh, online. I like it. You know, uh, it's all things fine and gentry, so it has to be leather bound, uh, smells like mahogany and whiskey, right? Some, uh, something like that. Um, it has nothing but like uh, ash gray papers because it has to be dark. Um, now open to, well, this would be February. So open to February 1st and it has a monthly calendar. It has a bunch of to do stuff, you know, lines, check boxes. How do I get started? Like, this is daunting, like to literally open this thing up. And, and I'll tell you, my first experience with planners was my parents. My <clears throat> my mom and dad used to get one of those yearly things that you get from the funeral home or something like that. And they write things down. But then further on, they started getting the Franklin Coveys, you know, and everybody used to have that thing zipped around. Um and I never liked them. And I, I tried uh, years and, and to do things, but it's a daunting task to develop this habit of literally writing down, putting things into the notes, coming back to it, et cetera. How do I get started and how do I stay motivated? Like, how, how do I encourage myself that this is actually good for me versus more of an, another task that is daunting? Right. And it should not be. It should not be another task. It should be something that's helping you to move through your day, to move through your weeks and to be more productive. Right. So for someone who is a reticent planner um, or who is just kind of not into it or doesn't see the, the utility of it, I would say start by using it. And so what I mean by that is don't worry about the setup. Don't worry about if you have it formatted correctly. Start with day one. If you get it February 2nd, open up to February 2nd and write down, you know, your appointments or your to do's or whatever you determined you needed the planner for because you bought it for a reason. So start there. And then as you start using it, you will then start to think about, oh, OK, well, I can use the monthly section for this or, oh, I need to jot this down. I can jot it in my planner. Make it a task for yourself also as a part of your, your schedule. Right. So maybe in the morning 
when you wake up, part of your morning routine, five minutes, check my planner, fill it in for the day um, or double check it for the day. And then evening routine, check my planner. Did I do everything for today? And what do I have planned for tomorrow? And then when you jump into it the next day, again, just start with your day. And then once you do that, you will start to see different ways that you can further utilize the planner, the different sections of the planner, the different features of the planner. And then as you start to use it, then you will start to hopefully see how it's helping you kind of not only to manage your time, but also to manage your brain space and your productivity. And once you do that, it should hopefully become a habit. But if you find that you're just filling things in to fill things in, then it is no longer a tool. It is a task. That's good. That's y'all gonna have to rewind on that that whole piece there. All right. So, um, what what value or how often do you look back? Right, because essentially, even if it's it's digital, if you're using Outlook or using the Notes app, or me personally. Um, I use this app called Notability for several reasons, um, but whatever you're using um, to take notes and to plan out, um, how often do you look back to kind of reflect and not just, you know, you talked about at the end of the day, you look back, hey, what did I accomplish? What do I need to move over to the next day? How often do you kind of look back and say, you know, the last quarter or something like that? And is there value in that in helping you essentially progress forward? Absolutely. So we believe that you need to do a quarterly review um, in order to be as productive as you need to be. And really, it could be a weekly or a monthly review as well. But we like to at least at the very least do a quarterly review. What did I set out to do this quarter? What have I actually done this quarter? And what will I need to do next quarter to continue to move forward? But when you're doing your notes, The notes, again, are meant to be a tool that you can look back back on to use. So let's say you have a project going and you have meetings set up at interim um, intervals with certain people. You should at least be checking your notes before the meetings. right? Right. But you should also be checking your notes right after the meeting. So you at the meeting, you're taking your notes from those notes after the meeting. You need to review those notes. You need to capture any action items. You need to capture any uh, nuggets or appointments, right? So figure that stuff out. Add those to your planner, to your to-do lists, right? And then as you're working through those items, you will find that you'll probably have to go back and review notes, right? Because if you don't do it immediately, maybe it's the next day. It's like, oh, I have this action item. What was this about? Let me go back and look at my notes to make sure I'm clear on what this is about. So it's a a relationship that goes back and forth. And so then once you go back and do all of the action items, the next time that you look at those notes should be the next time you're getting ready to perform something related to that project. That's good. That's good. All right. So um, as we kind of round this, this around, I mean, you, you have several planners that you leverage. And like you said, you have some brands that you, you like and don't. And in the beginning of the year, you see everybody kind of pull out their planner and take a picture and all this type of stuff. Um, what are some of the things that you feel uh, that planners, well, yeah, I'll say this. What, what do you feel that, that some planners lack, right? And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive right into it, um, that, that Tia herself created her own planner, um, the companion planner by TCL, right? That, that it, it um, and, and like I said, we're going to dive more into what 
uh, T is for and nonprofits are about. But I mean, you you obviously you you are a connoisseur. <laughs> We're gonna put that. You're a connoisseur of note taking and planning, and I mean, it it pushed you to say that hey, I see a gap, I see a need in this space. So let's first talk about where you saw the gaps, um, even with the planners that you use, and then how did that get you to actually creating a planner and how you essentially use that or, or are helping people get better at their life by, by using the companion? Yeah, so the lack, which was the first part of your question, the lack that I see in planners is a lack of discipline mm. and a lack of focus, right? Because similar to those of us who are trying to get healthier, you know, we could buy a gym membership. It's not going to do anything for us unless we go to the gym. And not only do we have to go to the gym, but we actually have to work out until we burn calories at the gym. And so simply buying a planner is not going to change your life. You actually have to use that tool in, in the way that it's designed in order to help you. So we call that a strategic success tool. In the work that I do, I work with a lot of people who are like, I have all these ideas and all these things and I want to do these things and I feel like I'm wasting time. And, and it was kind of like they didn't have a way to capture not only the successes, mm. right? Because sometimes we're doing so much that we lose sight of the progress we're making. But then they also were losing sight of the tangible steps needed to accomplish goals. That's good. And so that's where the Companion by TCL line was born. It was born in those spaces where people did not have the right strategic success tool to help them prepare or progress towards their goals. And so what we look at is where are the gaps in the industry? Because I don't have any intention of competing with any of the major brands. I don't want to redo what somebody else is already doing well. I want to see where the gaps are. So our first um, offering was a youth planner because even though a lot of schools will give out like a little planner or something um, for students at school, what we found is that Really, you need something that not only covers school, but covers home. Mm -hmm. And that is a a conversation starter for families. We want people to start talking with their children about planning, about goals, about habits, about what's happening in the family so that it's more of a we than a you. Right. And so that it's not just you telling the kid, hey, get ready. We're going to do this. But they can actually be excited because they have in their planner that they know they're going to grandma's on Saturday. Right. So it's the little things that make a family more cohesive and help people to develop those habits that they then need in adulthood. So the youth planner was designed to help you think about not only school and school work and school activities, but also home and home chores and home habits. That's good. And so when you put that together, um, but what were some of the characteristics? Uh, because it's methodical, and you and I talked about it often um, in detail. Like, okay, why do you have these pages here? Why is it set up a certain way? So, um, so that people can get us a, a slight peek into your brain. Why did you set it up the way that it was? And then, um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about how people can can get some details on it and, and get in contact. So, so like I said, you 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 have tons of planners. You've worked. You've been doing this essentially as long as you can remember. Um, when you put your planner together, um, and you have many more that are coming in your mind, how did you lay it out Mm -hmm. to be the most functional and help people to accomplish this task? So we did the same thing that I told you to do when you said, well, how does someone get started? Mm. That's how I got started with this planner. I started with use. How is someone going to use 
this planner. And so I opened it up from the first page and said, what are the first things that you might need to see? So we see things like class schedule. You want the teacher's information. You want uh, to know what's in the planner, right? So all of those things are laid out in the beginning. What are we going to do each month? Because remember, this is a conversation tool for the family. So That's it's good. parents talking with their youth. So then we have a section for morning routines, evening routines, goals, rewards, habits. Each month, let's look at what are our goals for this semester, personal and academic, and what will our rewards be? What will our steps be? Yeah. And it forces you to review that each month. Then each week, there's a section for homework, for your reading log, for your chores, for what you did well this week, what you're reading this week. And so it's all meant to engender that conversation that should be taking place between students and their parents. We also, though, have had some college students who have bought the planner and absolutely love it. And they said it forces them to do that self-reflection that they need to accomplish in order to track their success and progress towards goals. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So there's a lot here. And like I said, we're going to have a part two of this because uh, T is a, a, one of the super women that I, I, I see uh, that I've been blessed to know. Um, so Tia, um, on these last few minutes here, kind of tell us uh, briefly about uh, the CoLab and for and nonprofit and then how people can get in touch with you um, if they want to learn some learn a little bit more. Sure. So you can reach us at uh, www.thecolab.net. That is T-H-E-C-O-L-E-L-A-B.net. You can reach us on Facebook at Your Development Destination or on Instagram at The Collab. And essentially, we are your development destination. So we develop people and we develop programs. All of the note taking, all of the planning, all of that stuff is just a set of strategic success tools that pair with the services that we provide. So we work with organizations, we work with people, individuals, we work with businesses, and we do leadership development, we do curriculum design. With the business side, we work predominantly with people and organizations. We design curriculum and we do leadership training and professional development and individual coaching. The nonprofit is called Collaborate. Collaborate is where we support the village. So there are so many people, organizations, schools, businesses, um, nonprofits who are unable to have the resources and training they need to be successful. Nonprofits fail within the first year usually. Mm. And so what we will do is come alongside and not only help to provide resources for those teachers and those staff members who are paying for things out of their own pocket and don't have the things that they need to do their job, but we will also provide mentoring and development for their teams. So whether it's team development, curriculum design, if you have a nonprofit and a passion, then we want to come in and say, let's undergird that passion with some foundational materials. Let's make sure your assessments and your curriculum are in order so that this nonprofit organization doesn't die because you die, right? Mm. That it can live on because you have created a system and you can get more funding from grants because you have clear numbers, clear success measures. So we want to come in and help support you to create that so that your nonprofit or your business or your school can live on. That's what's up. Tia put a bow on that and said, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Tia, thank you for joining us today. This was awesome. It's been, Thank you for having me. No, I, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you you were able to we were able to make the schedule work and everything like that. And I hope that a lot of people uh, got some good nuggets here on the value of planning, how to plan, uh, the pros and cons of each, and are able to essentially uh, figure out a way to to uh, put your plan to paper. Right, you have it in your mind, 
you need to put it on paper so that you can actually hold yourself accountable and, mm-hmm. and be able to see the, uh, the process. You called it what, a strategic mm-hmm. success tool? Yes. Planning should not create chaos. It should not create stress. Productive planning is just that, a strategic success tool that helps you to maintain your progress. So it should be like the boat and the paddles on the river helps you move through. <laughs> Couldn't say it better myself. And I didn't. She did. All right. So <laughs> she gave you all her, her social. You can connect with her. www.thecodelab.com. Dot um, net. Dot net. Pardon me. Dot mm-hmm. net. Um, as well as on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure you all connect. And if you have any questions about how to do this right, Tia Cole is your person there. So we thank you all for joining us today. If you have any questions, please, please uh, put that in the comments. Connect. We'll have Tia's contact information in the show notes. Uh, Tia, again, thank you for joining us. And uh, we hope that this pushes people towards a, a more fine and gentry life. And both women, men and women can be fine and gentry. So there it is. Agreed. (laughs) Thank you, Tia. And uh, we'll see you guys after a while.